They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined with my best friend, my guy, X2 Flight, Eric Trimbicki. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Beer's cold. I w- wish you knew what that was like. <laughs> Likewise. All right, guys. So it's been a, a while, but as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, no more Stitcher. Um, Ringside Club, use code MMAN to save 10% off your order, and whatamaneuver.net for your Matt Madness gear. So, we've been going for a while, um, a little over a month and a half. Yeah, about a month about and a half. About two and a half. Actually. Month and a half, actually. I think the last I, episode was July 3rd. It's been that long. Yeah. Because um, there was some things I wanted to talk about, but our schedule was in the match, and I was on vacation all over the place. And I know you were on vacation or took a little yeah. few day trips for a while, so nothing really Several. matched up. So, but we're back right now. So, uh, we'll start with this. Say right. I'll start. I'll start off. I have not watched All Out or All In because my money's funny. Um, but I caught, there was a lot of things I want to talk about that I did watch. But I'll start by prefacing that I did not watch those. So um, I'll let you go ahead. What have you been up to? Similar things, you know, like like you just said. You know, life's been taking us by by storm. Um, so just trying to get the best of my summer. Meanwhile, on top of that, stay up to date with as much wrestling as I can. Um, I didn't get to watch All In. I did catch the main event in the back half of the six-man tag match, which was the precursor to the main event. So I got to see Billy Gunn win a six-man tag title. He's doing his uh, Bubba Ray Dudley winning a six-man tag title (laughs) in like uh, post-retirement or whatever you want to call it or the heyday of his uh, career. And then I got to watch the eventful main event uh, where – MJF retained against his newfound best friend, Adam Cole. Um, I did watch All Out, which was a really good show, and I would say over-delivered. Uh, I will preface with, um, I think we'll kind of be on other sides of the coin. I didn't get to watch any of P- Payback. Um, oh, okay. I think the only thing I did see, uh, because when I was starting Raw, when Jay Uso was opening up, I kind of knew there was something going on. I didn't know he was doing the raw roster, so I just kind of paused and fast forward to the Grayson effect um, and watch that segment. Uh, I didn't get to watch any matches from it, and I did watch this week's episode of Raw, uh, Raw and Dynamite. So um, we'll kind of bounce around all over there. But um, I mean, while we're on the topic of all all week, going from all in to all out, um, I guess we might as well first time here in. Weeks and weeks and weeks, we might as well address the elephant in the room. Um, after all, all in, um, our our boy, not necessarily <laughs> friend of the show, uh, Sam Punk is released by All Elite Wrestling. Um, and if I'm correct, I believe this is the only person released, or in terms of. Not their contract expiring? I believe unless, so, yeah. I believe unless, so, yeah. Unless, yeah. So, um, I think there's an outside chance maybe Eva Lease was re- released, but um, I don't know if she was on kind of a handshake hot dog deal. But CM Punk is released by AEW. Um, he wasn't at the Chicago events. He wasn't at All Out. wasn't at StarCast. He did go. He did receive an award at the Cauliflower Alley Club, um, 
Hall of Fame uh, the Wednesday prior to being released. I don't know if by any chance I did. I've, I've read the um, transcript on his speech. I didn't get to watch it. Do you know anything about that? Do no. you listen to it, mm-hmm. read it. Um, so you, you know, we can circle back to that. What's your thoughts? Um, you know what? I kind of want you to go first on this. Okay. And I, I would like your unbiased opinion because I know when you talk about AEW, you say I'm biased. So I would like the unbiased opinion of what you have to say about it. Man, so I'm going to do my best to be unbiased and not go on a tangent completely. It's, it's sad and it's probably for the best. Uh, when I say it's sad, I'm not trying to be biased to AEW. I'm being biased to my fandom of Phil Brooks. Um, it's sad because in about a two-year tenure with the company, you wanted so much more for him. And for him and the company. And we didn't get the more that I hoped for and I think the masses hoped for. Um a lot of time of his run, he was suspended. A lot of time of his run, he was hurt. The backstage politics, the, the getting into fights, is it's hard for your judgment not to be clouded or at all. Um, it's, it's an interesting time. He's not, he's not the backbone of the company by any means. Um, he was a huge asset, so it is a loss. I know before he showed up and when he first showed up and when he first got injured, it was, when will he be back? It'll be an improvement. Or if AEW gets CM Punk, I know I was saying it when it was a rumor and when he showed up, this is going to move the needle. This this should really be the jolt of light they need. Um, with Phil not there, with Punk not there, you know, they gave him his own sh- show when he came back uh, i don't know like i feel like this is i don't want to say it's gonna be a death nail to collision but it's gonna hurt collision or it's really gonna show how strong of a company they can be if they can really reshape the show and they give it a jolt of life um i will say you really can appreciate the mvps of the comf- company um mox has been touted by his peers and his friends as really the MVP of AEW for quite some time now. They need an interim champion, put the belt on Mox. Need somebody to step up. The guy's about to go on vacation. Some drama goes on. He shows up. Um, MGF's doing what he's doing with the world title. Let's elevate a mid-card title. Put it on Mox. Um, you know, he, he just had a more competitive match than that, in my opinion, it needed to be with AR Fox. I'm going on a tangent, but he, uh, he ends up, you know, has a competitive match on Wednesday and he's going to be defending the belt again on Saturday. Um, so I just look forward to seeing what the company can do. I do, despite their involvement in the beef with punk, I do feel like AEW really does need to give the four members of the elite more of the ball be more of a focal point of the of storylines. If anything, I feel like those guys are almost underappreciated because whether CM Punk would bring additional eyes or if he did bring eyes, I feel like it's almost forgotten that, yeah, he wasn't there for over a year. There was other people that had that show interesting. 
their first however many pay-per-views before he got there. They were great pay-per-views without him. Um, so I'm looking forward to it for the company. Again, I am biased to the company. I am biased to my fandom of Punk, though. It's um, it's interesting. I um, Overall, I do say I think it's for the best. Um, he's one in a million, where it's something where you're like, will we see him elsewhere? Will he go to an indie? Will he go to New York? I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping the best for AEW. So this is like... This is interesting because, like the, I've talked about this before. The one thing the dip, the main difference. Well, Vince isn't in charge of WWE anymore, but the main thing, the difference between Vince and Tony Khan was, if you go back to that Pat McAfee interview with Vince and Pat McAfee, Vince said he loves confrontation, he embraces confrontation. So we know if Vince was in AEW, Punk would have fought Jack Jungle Boy at. All in. I mean, all out. The next week, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that because he's gonna make this. He's like, no, you two hate each other. You guys are wrestling next week. I think that's safe to say. Um, go ahead. So, thanks for a quick opening there. I agree with that. There's also like, it's like a love hate opinion with this, like. Well, like, yeah, Vince would make them fight. The other thing that was cool about Vince, including Punk, Punk wouldn't have as much nuts to act out in front of Vince this way. Yep. So, like, but I look at it as a double-sided coin because everybody's got to, like, be realistic. So people love, and again, I'm going to show my family, I'm going to show some loyalty here. People love to shit on Tony and say, like, Oh, they want to do this to Vince. They want to do this to Vince. They want to do this to Vince. Where the hell? Uh, just put it over there. All right. Remember St. Valentine's Day Massacre when that guy came out all on steroids and wrestled in a cage match with the Texas Rattlesnake? Or you remember when he was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness? Or remember when he was wearing a do-rag? As old and senile as this crazy man has been, he was always take a term from him, a genetic freak. So I understood <laughs> why wrestlers showed him some respect and also yeah, they, sh- they just, I'm going to just stick with that. They showed him the respect where, with all due respect to the great I'll even say sports entertainer Orange Cassidy is Tony Khan is Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Vince McMahon was Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan rolled in one. You it's, it's just, you know, a bully might see Vince McMahon and not say, not say hey, I'm not going to mess with him. A bully's going to look at Tony Khan and say, <laughs> fuck that. So, yeah, make, make fun of what people are going to do in front of Tony or what they're not. But all that, like, everyone's got to take a step back and say, okay, well, look, there's a little more to this than meet the eye. Oh yeah, I, I, when I was well, first of all, I want to I want to bring up. I know you've seen that reel when Tony Khan says I'm scared for my life, and then Vince comes yeah. out with the do rag and he's perfect. Too many times. But I'm talking about as like the business aspect of it. For sure, yeah, for sure. Vince always loves embraced it, and if you ever hear the stories about him, you can understand you you understand the, my point with that. Now with Tony, it's like 
I understand that things go on in the business, business, but it's just always something. It, the, the, it, go ahead. The um the ECW like real is easy to bring up. But look, I love the whole thing. But again, I love the topic what people bring up. Brett was mad at Vince. Vince went in a locker room and it got punched in the face. Like Tony Khan, I was scared for my life. <laughs> I get it, but all situations come back to they're two different animals. Oh yeah, they they are. And another thing, Bret Hart was no longer under contract after that. So that's a little that's another thing to point out there too. But like personally, like I'm not the biggest Tony Khan guy as he about the way he runs the shows. Um, but I think he has to get a grasp. Like this is his company, you know, not anybody else. Because yeah. a lot I, I, that's the main thing I want to say. Um, if he was scared for his life, we know. Punk had this thing with the elite, so he's probably on probation. So he kind of had, kinda, I, I don't think he really had a choice at this point after his, after his investigation. For sure. This is going to make a hell of a dark side of the ring. One day, yeah, it will. <laughs> one day, it will. It will more than any anything else. Anything in the past fifteen years, this makes it more. Yeah, because um, a few weeks ago when we couldn't record, I was ready to talk about the Bash of the Beach Dark Side of the Ring episode, which was fantastic. But this is this might top that for me, and they could do this next season for all I care, because this will be great. But CM Punk, I do think he's their biggest star in my opinion. Uh, I have watched Collision a couple times. I think Collision's a way better show than Dynamite. If you that's just my opinion, it just flows better to me. That's- yeah, it's, it's it's completely built different. Um, I can see that take. I can see that take in a lot of ways. In some ways, I think it's way too soon to tell. And also, you. I'm, but again. Your show's been up out for maybe eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many w- episodes you watch, and you don't watch Dynamite regularly. So, like, I don't. It's a hard take for me to. Well, also, like, I've seen when... almost every episode of Collision, and I I don't back that that opinion. Okay, and also for me, like, I, this this is what I sound like hate, but I'm not sure if you'll agree with this. But you as a hater, I kind of enjoyed Dynamite more when like they weren't around, like the Elite. For the most part, because I think it gave everybody else an opportunity to sh- the opportunity to actually shine. That that's just my opinion. Like when they were suspended last year for those few weeks, I thought Dynamite actually ran a lot smoother because they weren't trying to fill in the stuff with them. And we and like that can be said same said about anything as far as WWE as well. So I think that's a pretty much fair assessment because we said that about WWE plenty of times as well. Now. The question is, will CM Punk wrestle like in WWE again? Because that's like the main other thing he can only really do, especially for that kind of money. Now, do you think he'll actually go to back think, WWE? I don't. You don't think he's gonna like face Leo Rush for the X Division title? Oh no, they can't afford him. Ah, uh, man. Homage once said, "Never or say never." I guess Vince said it. One of those McMahon's did. I. I don't know. I like the idea of like supposedly WWE thought about the idea of hot or like if, if Survivor Series is in Chicago, it's in Chicago, six month contract from Chicago to Mania. And other, we evaluate the contract after six months. And the other good thing about the other thing that makes it a moral possibility, and I think a lot of people are giving it credit to, is when Punk was around before, nobody really had those part time contracts. Only Brock had it, so Punk could come in. Like on a Brock contract, and work his work the Big Four. I'm not sure his views on the Saudi 
Saudi Arabia deal, but he can come in for his big for the big money payoffs. And that's about uh, well, it. I don't know. Remember when he said to Miz or uh, I guess he tweeted when Miz responded to him or um, what was the Fox show after dark? What was the um, Fox called? Um, backstage. Backstage. Miz came over in there and said, "Sorry, I didn't change the." Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't change the culture. And he replied, "Go suck a a blood uh, bloody Saudi Arabia dick." <laughs> and so, like, I think it's more of a possibility now than ever that he could go back to WWE. Survivor Series is is in his hometown, so you can expect like the ramp up of rumors are, to come out within the next I mean, couple, out. couple months. I, oh yeah, for now, but like October, November, the week of, just expect the rumors to. Ramp up. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, time high. I'm like I, everybody kind of has their opinion on Punk, whether he's a cancer or not. But that's just pretty much with anybody and your personality. Um, Rollins keeps Rollins had a few tweets about him being a cancer when he in the locker room. Who knows with Rollins if that's his real take on it or or he's working working us. I think he is, but I still think he's a professional that he would wrestle. Oh yeah, I, I have no doubt these guys wouldn't be. Uh, I have no doubt these guys would be 100 percent professional. It's just the fact of like. I don't, you know, I go down a YouTube barrel, uh, you know, of him, and it doesn't seem like the match would happen with AJ. It seems like it's a little more personal for him, mm-hmm. but it's a hot take, you know. He'll he'll always he'll always get a big, uh, you know. You bring him up, and we it could always go several different directions. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those things. I I said it here a long time ago. When 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 I say a long time ago, it could have been six months, could have been a year, but. He's gonna get. He get. He's getting. He'll get, and always will get more attention than almost anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter. You bring him up. This is the craziest clickbait in the world. Yeah. So like, um, I'll bring this analogy up. So like, for black people, it's Kanye West, right? Anything Kanye, it, 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 it's news. It's like Kanye did what for wrestling? For for white people, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> he did what? Russell fans, CM Punk did what? You know, it's like, throw his That's name. It. This is a, one of your best takes I've ever heard. So, you hear that name, it's like, what did he do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, Wow. Oh, why didn't you say this sooner? This is good. <laughs> Dude, this could be a shirt somehow. Yo, we got we to gotta do like a, a college dropout spinoff and make it look like Punk. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, but say like you know what I'm saying? It's like anything you will hear the word CM Punk. It's like he did what now? You know what I'm saying? Kanye did what now? Trump did what now? So that that's the thing with CM Punk. I'm looking forward to whatever happens. Um but some of the stuff I watched, I, I could not wait to come here and talk about the Cody documentary last month when uh, we couldn't make it. Cause I, that was probably one of the best. Jeez, that's been that long. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I watched it that week and I was ready to Champion that whole thing if you hadn't seen it yet. I, that was probably maybe the best documentary. I, I watched it twice. Okay, that was probably the best documentary WWE ever did. We talked about the Ric Flair one a, a few months back. And now on a I'm single he- person, I would say on a single person, yes. And and now I'm hearing the Kurt Angle one's better than the Cody one, allegedly. Well, I'm glad you haven't watched that. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. I tried putting it. I put it on the other day. I was exhausted. I was asleep before I clicked play. Yeah, so I did watch that. I um I did not watch Angle One. I'm 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 going to watch that. Um, I told them about the Dark Side of the Ring, Bash the Beach 2000. I love that episode. That was really good. Didn't really learn much new, but always love to see Russo, Russo and Bischoff. 
go at it on TV. Because you know that's like one of my favorite topics about the Beach 2000. And now it'll be all in 2023 uh, whenever they get to that. And um, I did watch, of course, Summer, this is all new SummerSlam. I thought the show stopped. I thought SummerSlam was great. Um, payback, I didn't finish the entire show. But I did want to talk about the match that surprised me the most. And that was Becky and Trish. Um, that feud went on way too long, in my opinion. Um, but I think that match over-delivered in the cage. That was the exact word I was going to use. It seems like that's the hot take from everyone. Yeah, it, it really over-delivered because it was way better than what you would thought, think it would be. And right now, in my rankings, I have that as the third best women's match on my list of the year. Okay. So, so I'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend watching that. Um, Cena with Miz, hilarious on payback before the match with LA Knight. And the tag team Matt title match was was awesome. I'm not sure if you caught any of that. But that was that was an awesome match. And I got to say, I love what they're doing with the Judgment Day because I was ready to make a reel or in a TikTok talking about how I thought Damian Priest would cash in at payback last week because on Raw they were saying that the, all the Judgment Day is going to have gold. And I thought they were lost a tag team title match. And you were plotting on their downfall. And, Pri- yeah, and Priest would cash in on Rollins after his match with Nakamura because I'm not sure what's going on with Rollins, but they keep hammering in this back issue with him. So it might be time for him because uh, he might allegedly need surgery or take some time off with it. So I was shocked with the title change. I think they're just really going for baby facey. I know they're talking about it. But he, he's still performing crazy. He's not missing a step. I think it's one of those things that wrestlers always talk about nagging injuries. I think he's fine. I think it's really for sympathy. I think they're nervous. If you really think about it, this is his first time being full-fledged babyface since 2019. Mm-hmm. So I think they're nervous because when he was last babyface as a world champion, Red Strap Universal Champion, the fans turned on him. And I think they're they're nervous about that happening again, because mm-hmm. every, he's always he's always been either heel or tweener since. And once the fans really get on his tweener for the past like four years, pause if needed, um, they switch right back to heel. So I think they're just trying to build enough sympathy. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Another thing about that build with Nakamura, I thought they made Nakamura look awesome. Like I love the promos with the subtitles and things. This whole thing has been great for him. I thought it was great, but back to the Judgment Day, like I said, I thought they did a great job swerving us. They're kind of continuing the Judgment Day like they did with the Bloodline. Like I can't, like I think every big pay-per-view as far as the big four are concerned, we thought that would be the end for the Bloodline. But, they continue to re, to reinvent it and elevate it every time, and then doing that with the Judgment Day right now. And even you still got JD JD McDonough still trying to get into the group, help them out on Monday night. So I'm really been loving what they do with the Judgment Day, and overall what they've been doing with Dom as well. Because the one thing I like about Triple H, I talked about this before, was NXT is a part of the universe now. So you see everybody going in between all the shows at this point. Like we got Dom always on NXT, Rhea's also with them. Um, Tiffany Stratton's defending the belt against Becky Lynch next week. And I thought they had a great interaction last week on Payback and on Raw. So I'm looking forward to that. And Triple H has also done a great job with, because I always talked about this with Dynamite and AEW. They always kind of like built like a marquee match for their show and not just a pay-per-view. And Triple H is doing that. He's sacrificing like pay-per-view quality matches 
for their show, for like their main TV shows, and I really do like that because it kind of makes the shows feel more important. So I, I am enjoying that. And uh, what else did I watch? I think that was about it. Cause I, I've been, I took it a real light in the last month. Cause, well, cause I, since I was on vacation, you got anything else that you want that you saw? Uh, nothing. I mean, I you know, j- just since it was mentioned for a payback, I will say as far as uh, All Out did go. It, when you include the pre-show, it was a 13-match event, mm. which I don't want to say. No, again, that's there was three or four matches on the pre-show. I don't think there was anything that was necessarily bad. And I know there was some stuff on the lower card that people were really praising. But, um, you know, it opened with Cole, Cole and um, MJF retaining – we get the beautiful moment of him and Samoa Joe paying homage to NXT. Um, that was great, and we had to, we had a great follow up promo to it this week on Dynamite. But um, that technically being the fourth match of the night uh, when they defeated Dark Order, yeah, Joe go up against Shane Taylor, which the masses of AEW fandom probably don't even know who the hell that is. <laughs> uh, Fast forward, there were several matches. Again, everything good. You know, the Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs, the crowd was crazy for that. Um, Chris Statley and their Ruby Soho, I thought had a decent match. Um, but I'm coming to the ninth match of the night. The Strat match, Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. Holy hell. I mean, I, I love Starks. Dan- Brian Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, I always mix them names up, but they over-delivered. That was a five-star, if anything's ever a five-star. Um, eight-man tag, I know we were talking about the Elite, but the Young Bucks and FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, there was like three different stories being told in that match, and despite Punk's feud with the Elite, FTR and the Young Bucks doing their signature tag moves with the, each other's partners was beautiful. There really was no complete clash against each other. There was a little bit of like a tip after the match due to the loss, them being upset. Um, but that was great. A lot of storytelling going on there. Um, Kanosuke Takeshka, who I could really care not care about, he went over on Kenny. But again, that's one of the founding fathers of AEW putting over a young star. And they, they had a banger. Um, and then the main event, Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, I mean, hell of a match, and I'm really looking forward. I mean, at this point, we might as well accept. It was funny. I I think when it debuted, I would have looked at this um, AEW international title as the 97 European title, but that thing is probably going to be more valuable than the TNT title within a few <laughs> weeks at this point. Of course. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, before- well, only three people have held it, so you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, one I- day when we when we reshape the show back to where it needs to be, in a couple of years, we'll be reviewing that on Accolade Act, and yeah, thing will be shining bright like a diamond. Yeah, I had I hadn't paid any mind. He had the title for almost a year. Yeah, uh, crazy amount of defenses. He's defended it more times than any person in the history of AEW defended any championship. Really interesting. Yeah. I got a lot of takes on that. And again, that's like my pro thing for, for AEW. Mm-hmm. It's just a short tangent. Like, it's as cool as Orange Cassidy is, or as strong as they may be trying to make him look, I feel like Tony or someone, 
I, I'll, I'll definitely all I'll critique Tony. I think he probably felt backed into a corner and said, I don't know if Orange is hurt, kind of like the Seth Rollins thing that you were saying, and that they need to get the belt off him. And it's like, well, who can beat him? Oh, it should be Mox. I feel like they should have gave that rub to someone. I don't care how many people he's beat in retaining his title. That rub should have went to someone else because it was a, it's crazy the people that beat him. A lot of big guys like Lance Archer couldn't beat him, but he should he could have should have been an AEW World Champion. Jake Hager, of MMA fighter, couldn't beat him. But it's like Moxley, who's lost to less than five people in AEW, has to be the one to dethrone him. Now, now it's almost like it's silly. Like, how's Moxley going to lose this title? Like, Moxley's literally not going to lose this belt unless he gets injured, is my hot take. That belt's on him until he gets injured. Hmm. Or, or someone else beats, like, someone else in a multi-man match. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's, I do think that rub should have went to someone else. Um, he defended the, the belt the week before all out against uh, Penta. I feel like Penta should have beat him, and then, you know, Death Triangle could have fought against Blackpool Combat Club outside and, you know, him retained. But it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Again, I watch the product every week. But, um... Yeah, the AEW international title is going to be pretty must-see right now. And before we uh, get to some pickups, if we have any, um, we didn't discuss this either. So while we were on our way on a hiatus, we lost uh, Terry Funk and uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, I don't have much to say about Terry Funk. Like My biggest memory of Terry Funk is our first debate Um <laughs> Which, uh, between uh, WrestleMania 14, the Outlaws against Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie. Man, if, if you know, I wish we could like get it edited right here where we can <laughs> insert that debate. Right, right at the bar, and we just say, like, you know what, we're both right, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, so that's my only main memory of Terry Funk before my time, and of course of um, Billy Legal Beyond the Mat. That was the main the main time I re- I really saw him before. And I've watched, we reviewed a couple of things with Terry Funk on this show. Um, and the Bray Wyatt, you know, that one was like, and I think it took a while for it, for it to like circulate because I sent you guys a picture from the major group and I hadn't seen it on WWE's IG yet. I hadn't seen it on wrestling Twitter, wrestling, wrestling social media. It was just Triple H. It like a nice a minute, amount of time, more time than you would think for it to actually circulate. And um, definitely like, Wow, like it, 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 wrestling's ultimately a TV show, but this is more about Wyndham Rotunda. And I can, and you, the thing with these wrestling people, like you're, you're so connected to them. But the one thing I love about this guy, you never heard one bad thing about Wyndham Rotunda. Not him, hate, not him, um, this um, shoving a fan away, whatever. You always saw him with the kids, always happy, with his family happy. All the boys had good things to say. You always saw him in pictures with the boys. Um, just completely sad and like to go in his sleep and only be four years younger than us it was like wow. And then like you saw four jo- years older, yeah, four years older than us. And then like like we, of course like JoJo wasn't around anymore, but like we saw them, we saw them together all the time. 
we saw her on TV, so it's like we kind of feel for JoJo. We know he has four kids that he leaves behind and um, a loving family. So, uh, what are your thoughts on those passings? Man, um, well, I, I just to kind of reiterate your statement. One thing because I did listen to a lot of tribute podcasts for Terry Funk. Terry Funk had approximately eighty years old for being in the business more than half his life. There ain't many stories of people saying something bad about him. Mm-hmm. He might have walked out on a company to go take care of a horse or something. <laughs> but That's nobody's got not, nothing bad to say about him as a person, a father to some daughters, which you and I can relate to, or a loving husband. So um, it, it was crazy, and especially for like those that hit two days back to back. I believe it was on a Wednesday when, when the Funker passed. And the funker, the funker hurt. The funker hit hit differently. I would say it was it was similar to Dusty, similar to Harley in a way where, you know, we'll, we'll show our age, uh, us being in our early thirties. Uh, both those guys are wrestlers that you know we didn't grow up on. Um, I knew a little bit of you know from ruffles of you know a cousin that did watch ECW regularly talk about Terry. I knew about his chainsaw Charlie, and then um, getting harder into wrestling, it might you know, younger years, watching a little bit of his stuff. And then over the past 15 years, re-diving into all that stuff. Um, I'll never forget about five years ago being at the ECW arena and um, me, 6'5", and Biggie Dan, friends of the show, um, walking up to him. And we all had his recent elite, the flashback, paying homage to his ECW gear and had the inaccurate ECW belt. And, Terry was tired and he signed the figure and this girl looks up and just, we all said, thanks, Mr. Funker. And, you know, we, we, we had a brief interaction with him. He smiled. He was real nice to us. And when we're all walking away, kind of like he, he was nice, but he wasn't overly interactive. And the girl looks up at us and I don't know if you were at this icons, but I'm pretty sure you, you went to house hardcore that night. Mm-hmm. She said, she said, cherish this because I don't know how many more signings he's going to do. He was supposed to be in Tommy Dreamer's corner that night in the main event. And after the first or second match, Dreamer came out and said, due to health complications, the Funkers got to leave. So Terry came out and addressed the Philadelphia crowd. So I still have that figure I've uh, signed by him. And I have, uh, I've kept it. I've contemplated selling it a couple times. And it was always one of those things where you dwell on, like, uh, you know, like, again, prior to knowing, like, thinking, oh, all right, cool. Maybe I can take advantage of some fan might just, oh, I've never had the opportunity to meet Terry. This is a good time to take advantage of it. But uh, I'm not one of those people that, you know, he passed and take advantage of this. It's similar. To, I have a Scott Hall signed figure. It's like those two. And cool. I got to keep those because I got lucky. I got both those signed in South Philly. Um, so. Yeah, Terry, Terry, uh, I got rowdy. I celebrated him that night. And then midday the next day, I believe it was you that sent in the group chat about Bray passing. And again, we haven't been on the air in a few weeks. Um, I think we talked about him. And I know, Mm -hmm. I know me personally, I know I, I know I was hard on him when we talked about like figure reveals because he's got another ultimate coming out and it's like a third ultimate and this guy's in background long. And I'll tell you what, like I looked at myself in the mirror and I was hard on myself thinking about like anything negative I said about him or like 
figure wise and merchandise wise, just because he's not around. This guy's not not alive. He's not there for his four children. And then I, I'm harder myself when I think back to seven years ago when we started this podcast and anything negative I said about him just due to fandom. Um, it's really sad. Uh, AC3 has put some really nice posts up about him. I think, I guess, because he had his uh, celebration of life yesterday. Braun put up some nice things yesterday. And obviously, everybody's been putting stuff up over the past week, week or so while he's been gone. Um, I guess it's almost two weeks now. Um, I wore my AEW Brody Lee tribute shirt the day he passed. I went and had some beers with some friends. It's it's sad anytime uh, a wrestler passed, but Brody and Wyndham are in a rare air for specifically you and I, where these are first wrestlers in 15 years plus, maybe. It's crazy when you think, like, how long ago did Eddie Guerrero die? Five. So it's 18 years. Yeah, like, it's like almost two decades ago, but like, so we're talking like 18 years since somebody that was like in their career died. We've had two of them, and they were two wrestlers that you you could argue if they hit their prime or were in the midst of it. Um, so we could be here for the two legends that passed, and it's rough. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully we don't we don't have to experience any more of our uh, you know obviously life happens. Um, you know when, when your time when your time is called it's called but. Um, Bray, Bray's father had a just bury his son. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be having to bury their child. Hopefully that that's not another occurrence we have to do, deal with in this wrestling world. Yeah, and whether or not like um, you're talking about your, your takes or whatever, it's a TV show. You're not talking about sure. you're talking about the person. Um, sure. When whether we liked it or not, or fa- whether we were fans of it or not, they were million dollar ideas. You know, the Wyatt sure. family people loved it. Um, Fiend, people loved it. It all, it all looked, the Firefly Files looked great. Um, what he was doing now, remember, people sold the Wells Fargo Center out to see him come back it, at Extreme Rules it, last year. And I'll tell you what, it's there's that, and it really, and you know, in hindsight, when you look at it, it the guy was a genius because there's so much, like, how many people, you really got to figure, the guy in a, a 10-plus year career, when the main roster had how many genius ideas. There are people that have been in WWE or pro wrestling 35 years and didn't come up with two great ideas. And this guy, it's insane. It's insane what he was able to do and produce. Absolutely. So um, sleep in peace, guys. So um, let's get back on a little bit of happy more talk. So uh, um, I guess I'll start with a couple of things pick up. So, I got my shelves. Um, I think I found out what I don't like that that um, I, t- I sent to you. So I, I think I, what I don't like is, you know, I'm a, I love the women in their figures. I think I have to put them on the top, even though I don't want to. That, because I'm not sure like what your ideal display idea will be for yourself, but you're going to realize you have way more than what you think you do. Oh, I know that. <laughs> it's like, huh, like all my fit, but like I, I like my going through it and I separate them, sort them out. 
Um, so basically, I got while I'm seeing what you're doing in your cuts, I got so <laughs> many questions. I mean, there's could be a documentary. I just want okay, to go ahead. interview you about your cuts. Now, you go ahead. I'll, I'll okay. get to that. Okay. Yeah. So like, like, so like, my top shelf is like modern day, current. I guess you can say, but there's like some. Quick pause. Uh, Are your shelves finally filled? Because like I feel like you've been sending pictures of the top shelf filled. No, because like, I'm still trying. So, all right. So with my risers, the first shelf and the bottom shelf, I can fit figures on the top row. The second and third, I can't because they're too tall. For the listeners, our Instagram page is going to be popping with some fire <laughs> pictures from Aaron really soon. He got a beautiful display, and he's setting something fire up. So yeah. if you're listening, believe me, this is some figure yeah. photography you so will be the, seeing. So it's like the Power Ranger shelf is different because the Hasbro figures, even though they're Because seat, it's done and you got it set up already. But that was easier to do because... Power uh, Rangers are slutty. <laughs> well, my thing is, anyway, I can show you like side-by-side -side shots... I already had the the like the group shots I wanted them in, so like they're not so they're like in like they're group posing, so like re wrestling I gotta look up each individual person what pose do I want them in, Power Rangers is like okay I got this team they're gonna do this pose, so you're doing everybody's gonna be in a pose yeah if they, yeah, like they have like it's like it's like some people like their their signature pose like with a fist up or something like that, but I'm basically I don't like really want anybody like standing straight up. For the most part, um, but like the first shelf, there's got to be somebody that makes sense to be just standing straight up. Now some people do, you know what I'm saying? But like some, like um, who had like for example, like especially I got some older figures before like the moving before like the interchangeable hands became a thing, and like that's who, how they're standing. Uh, all right, so so here's a good one. Who do you have the most figures of? Well, the thing I made a bunch of cuts, so like I know. But so there's like, still someone. So, so yeah. So also, a prop. Is it Hunter? Or it's not Hunter. No, I got rid of a lot of hunters. Disgusting. So like, basically, top shelf is like modern day current. There's like some 2011, 2013, but like, I consider that kind of current <laughs> still. I, I, I still I, consider that kind of current. I get it, and I don't get it. Yeah. So we get to pick up, so I get to that. Yeah, and then the second shelf is going to be Attitude Era, but like I said, I can't fit them on the top row of the risers because they're too tall. Third row, Ruthless Aggression. Fourth row is going to be Golden Era and New Gen. Those are the ones I have. That, those are the era figures I have the least of. So I have a ton of space left over down there. Where's NXT going in modern day? Yeah, but like the thing with NXT is like I got rid of like the older NXT All ones. So it's like I have like except Breeze. Yeah, like I have that the Ringside Balor. I think I sold it. I think I sold it. We talked about that figure like a year yeah, ago. Yeah, Ringside Balor, um, Nakamura, um, Gargano, and Ciampa. And I got the NXT Bailey. So those are on like my top shelf. Um, I got the, like the Mandy, the recent Mandy Rose up there. Modern day, do you have any like, you're sitting here right now, do you have any like selling regrets? Like, oh shit, I should have kept this. Uh, no. After, do, after doing this, no. Okay. No, no, no I don't. Um, so... Go into a couple of things. Pick up. So, um, I got the uh, the Usos ringside two pack. Love it. You have to keep. You have to put the hat on Jimmy to, and never take it off. Um, so that's that with that. It looks like Jimmy when you have the hat on. Um, also, Braun Breaker, the Elite. I got that one as well. Love that. Pink. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. And and the new belt's really nice in figure form as well. 
The new Street Profits I also picked up. I saw um, them in the display. Mm-hmm. Those are actually really good. They're underrated. Yeah, they I, look, I think, they look what's that event from? Because I just saw there's a the, there's like a TikTok going off of like them dancing out of the ring while Ronda's coming in. Um, well, they wore that last year for most of the year, but I'm not like if you had to pick a a, a show, I think they wore that day one ish, I think. But I know they wore a lot last year. Like Ronda had the SmackDown title, so who knows when it's from? Okay, so but it's it is from somewhere, um, or I guess it's gonna be around. Around May June 2022, because that's when she had the title. She won the title at Backlash that last year. Um, okay. What else did I get? Also, um, Puerto Rico Backlash. No, it was in Backlash. It, the, the, um, oh, that was this year. Okay, never mind. I'm yeah. tripping. Mm-hmm. tripping. Um, also, what else was it? Um, I got the the MVP that you saw. Yeah, things yeah. clean. Kind of need it. Um, it's like weird because while I'm trying so hard to do cuts, like. I try so much, like, so much as I like the ruthless aggression. There's like that, 04 to 2010. Like the when I wasn't watching, it's like I can't get these figures. I got no connection to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like why I sold. I think I sold my first JBL, which the first JBL Elite would make more sense to me. But I kind of want the ruthless aggression because it's kind of easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I became such a fan of MVP. Shout out to House Hardcore. Um, but that's why I kind of want that figure. But it is, you know, I, it's so much going on. Yeah, and uh, uh, this one, uh, this is great. The Logan Paul. I need that. <laughs> the Logan Paul. I saw when are you selling that? No, nah, I'm not. It's, it, it's too pretty. Um, I saw you it, see one for sale. Let me. It was on sale on Fanatics last for week. For a minute, I know. I, I, I know. I, I started to tell you, but they said it was sold out in the comments right away. Um. As you know, I don't fuck with Walmart, but because uh, they one they one they're terrible and two they they too grown not to take Apple Pay. Um, but I do fuck with Walmart. <laughs> Have Walmart. you ordered from Walmart yet? Oh, this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh, you fancy? Where's uh, is, is, Do I know what's coming next? Yep. That's to get real slutty. Yep, it's one of a kind. Figure it a year. It, it's really nice. I really, I really do like this figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fight you at the end of the year if you try and say I don't even have that. I already know we're talking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure yet about figure of the year, but I think it will be in that conversation. But um, and then like, another thing about my top shelf, like I have the most of current, flash modern, and attitude era. Those are the ones I have the most of. Um, I got just about everything on the top current modern shelf. Except maybe a hand, maybe four figures. But if I want to put AEW in there, I could hardly, I could, I can't have a lot. Maybe just give them like a front line or like, like I thought. Nine, about, like, nine, nine, I don't eight, know who would go up there. Got ten. I have a lot of the early ones, but like they come, they keep coming out with repaints. It's like they're not making anything new. Everything is a repaint for the most part. Repaint. Nothing's different. For sure. And, you know, at one point, because I think Adam Cole is part of uh, Unrivaled 11. I think I'm going to sell the 11 because I did get the Target exclusive. Mm-hmm. At first, I wasn't feeling that way. I, I'm going to leave 1 through 10 complete. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to sell the black and white one. The black and red's way better. Uh, I bought the ten, I bought 10 uh, or 11 on the black and white one. I bought that loose and it was missing two hands. So, No, no, the black and red one's way better. That's all I can say. The random thing I just. What else you got? 
Um, that I believe that's it because I, I went through oh. a lot. Well, my bad, I cut you off. That was just we we were on the the repaint topic. Uh, so, um, but oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go first. No, so what what are your uh, um your head shaking, mind blowing moments of what I've done? I know it was a shield set. Ah, uh, there's a different faction a little more. I'll get to that before you guess it. Oh, okay. Already, okay. Guess okay. There's right. only one other faction that I got rid. I'm trying to get rid of. It doesn't shield sold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, whoa, all right, all right, because I'll be quick on mine. So uh, I did. this isn't even necessarily uh, a, a new pickup. I just opened it. Um, I, I've actually – I got two of the AW, uh, AW Walmart exclusive punks, and I opened one right away – not right away. I actually – I had one mocked forever, and then I got Hangman, and I kept the two of them mocked. Then they had the heat, and I was like, all right, cool. It'll be cool to open both of them one day. Then I got another punk, and I opened it. And then when I was watching All Out, I was like, all right, it makes sense to open it. Um, basically, where I'm at with the ideal mock collection will be a few random sign figures. It's going to really just be Foley's. And I have – ideally, I would like to get these all signed. Um, I, I've had a mint uh, exploding barbed wire Mox and Kenny two-pack. I got a damage package one. So that was cool to finally open because I've had it for a year. Um, those are real cool. Um, I did get the Survivor Series Gobbly Gooker. Haven't opened or ran through that yet. Um, I did finally get the commentary set for the AW figures. And I feel like there was a figure too. I mean, since we've been on air, I did get, you know, Brother Love because of a couple of trades. I got the Baby Blue Seth Rollins suited basic figure speaking of suited figures uh my last two things that are mainly worth talking about steal of the year shout out to our friends at suplex vintage wrestling i'm gonna take you back to before aaron and i were collecting the mattel line i have bid on this figure many <laughs> times is that, is that hbk no are you kidding i can't was, see it that was hilarious this is the Toys R Us exclusive. Hunter Hearst Helmsley in the suit. I've never seen that before. This is maybe released 2012. Because I think I got in the figure game, I guess, 2015? Maybe late 2014. Yeah, this was a Toys R Us exclusive. It's um, Elite Body. It was in a basic box. Similar to the another, I believe, Toys R Us exclusive, which was the Vince of Man. I don't know if that was a mail away, but there was a Vince and... There's this Triple H. Both were in basic packaging. They're elite bodies. Um, ponytail. So technically, I now have all three Triple H's in the suit. You got the battle pack, him with the short hair, and then you got him with the shorter hair and the darker beard, which you could argue is NXT, and I got this. Um, this, this is a hitter. Uh, I did finally see – I saw a loose one, and it sold in five minutes on, on the Major Pie group recently. It was cheap. Literally, I've never seen that before. That's, that's I got I, while watching the main event, I I brokered a deal at Suplex. So again, shout out to our friends South on South Street in Philadelphia. Suplex Vintage Wrestling. Chris hooked me up with a crazy deal on this. Um, but yeah, I mean eBay this thing. This is this is kind of must have. Plus, I I've been trying to get it for a while. Um, only other thing, random before before I start busting your balls. 
I did I did pick this up because it was a damaged package and I got it for forty percent off. I did pick up a top picks Cody. Um so far since he's been back with WWE Mattel, this is my second figure of his. I do have his ultimate, but I've never taken it out of the package. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just opened it, looked at it real quick, and I was like, ah, it's no really point. Like I'm just not doing nothing with display wise. Um I was at my local Target recently, and I saw the Riddle and the Ray on the shelf. I was like, oh, somebody probably came and grabbed all the Cody's. So I went. I saw his coat. The box was destroyed. Everything was in there. One hand was hanging by. So uh, I just asked somebody at customer service. They were like, yeah, we'll give you knock 40% off. So I was like, you know what? That's why I did ask you about the gear on this one. Um, yeah, so it's, it's cool. A funny thing I will say and I know I felt this way for a while, like when I first like unboxed a punk. You ever felt like it was kind of like weird, like holding a CM Punk, like after all the elites you had, mm-hmm. like to hold it by Jazzwares. Well, now at this point, like we're so far removed from like black hair, Cody elite, Stardust elite, that like holding an elite Cody rather than a Jazzwares. You know, I've had this figure twenty four hours. It, it's funny to. It, it's just. It's a funny feeling. It's. It's just different. Uh, but it's a cool figure, top picks, and to get it for under 50 packs, uh, I was all in on it. Um, but you and your cuts, one of the craziest things, I was surprised to see you cut off the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I had to. Um, I, I like the reasoning. Because, like, <clears throat> back to posing. I've always told you, like, I'm not a fan of the figs just standing up. Um, so, Is it because like, you can't get them to pose right? No, so like when I was looking at it, I was just like, hmm, I'm not sure if I like the way this is arranged is, because like basically like the way I would want them posed is like their group pose. Um, sounds like red you know, dragon on the side throwing yep, hands, mm-hmm, Cole doing yep, the thing, mm-hmm, yeah, Roddy, Roddy on the ground, back. yep. So I is was it because like, of Roddy? Was Roddy messing it up? No, he wasn't. Um, it actually looked pretty good. Like the picture I took, it was just to get it up for sale, but I was like, you know what? Can I give you a suggestion? Because did it sell yet? Not yet. What about... All right, so the way I look at it, the war games, when they came out in that gear, what about them standing at the top of the stage, all throwing up the UE? All four figures have the UE hands. They do, but also you can't do... You can't cross the... You know what I'm Not saying? perfectly. I, no. I know. So it's like... that. That is a good suggestion. Call a Lee Collector. He'll do a bunch of torso swaps and you'll be set. I know. That is a good suggestion. Um, you know what? I might I'm full try of that. Them. I might try I'm that. Full of them. But like I said, I think I found what I don't like. I might have to move like the modern women to the top, top shelf because they're so much smaller than the male figures. It makes sense. that. So I figured out halfway through your explanation that that's why you're doing it. I got a real hot take slash question for you. Go ahead. Now, I love... I don't even know your rhyme or reason to it, but I already love it. So, I, I, you know, as long as we've been friends or both of us have been collecting figures, I always ask sometimes, I'm like, all right, well, like, I've asked you so many times, there's no figure that really, like, you bought and you could not sell. There's no sentimental attachment to anything in your six-inch wrestling figure collection. They could all go. Uh, or a figure could be updated or be like, all right, well, I got four looks. This could be the one. I thought I loved this. This could go. I don't like not that you're saying to yourself, I need four looks. But I think everyone, especially if anyone that was a fan of the black and gold NXT brand, 
Undisputed Era had a big impact there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you would cut them out where all four members held a championship, monumental reign, monumental run, but Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, I love that Walmart figure. exclusive, that figure stayed. I love that figure. I can't get rid of it. I love it. I, I, I believe me. I respect. Like I'm. I, I love that figure too. I think I sold mine, yeah. which I'm sick about. But like, I'm just. I, I'm still just trying to get like why that figure stays. But like, there's certain things that you'll just cut. It's funny to me. I, I just can't get rid because like, I. I do like it. Like I'm not sure what it goes for, but like I just really like that figure. Nothing. Like, it's worth. I mean, it's, well, I don't know. To you, you might just be like, all right, it makes sense to sell it and get a couple bucks. Like. To me, it's sometimes there are certain figures when it goes for so little. If you have that attachment, it's like, ah, I might as well keep it. Yeah. So, like, that idea, what you said about the hands, like, I might, I'm going to try, I'm going, I'm not, I'm going to try that. But um, I do think, like, if you look at the picture I send, like, there's Tyler Breeze, Ricochet, Gargano, Ciampa, Nakamura, Balor. I might take those out off the shelf completely and just have them, like, in a tote. Because, like, I'm trying to avoid to have, like, a bunch of stuff in a tote. But those, like, I might. Because, like, I, there's legit maybe five or six figures that aren't on that shelf yet. Um, okay. So, like, I am. And I might. Like I said, I'll put the women, all the women up top for the most part. But, like, I like I think, like, but some of the women figures, like, they're older. But, like, I know, like, when the Bianca one comes out, I, I'm kind of going to want her in the front row. Um, So, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because, like, it's, I'm trying to make it make sense. A little bit, but I, I, you and making sense. It's a special breed. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta make a, I gotta play with it a little bit. But like, I, I, will, I will try that though. Um, what else did I ask? Oh, okay. So shield soul. Yep. That leaves you with no shield elites, correct? Yep, none. That was the only ones. You're disgusting. How do you sleep with this? <laughs> I couldn't do the pose right. The fist. I couldn't do it. It wouldn't fit. Um, how? It wouldn't fit on the on the risers. It wouldn't fit. Like, All right. So, don't you have room in front of the risers or no? Do they? Does it come right up to the glass? Uh, no. Like, like I, why wouldn't you put figures on the risers and then like stand three figures that could just be in a triangle shape in front of it? No, I am going to do like you mean like all the risers are full, and then like on the glass level part, I, I yeah. have stuff up there. But the thing is, like, there was no room for the hotel in the go. Yeah, I, in, yeah it's like uh, they, I don't want them Delta. in the front row because, like, we've come so far. Those aren't the best looking figures. They, they couldn't be like front row on the corner in a lower no. shelf. No, because like even on the front row, they said these wrestling figures—they're bigger than Hasbro figures. Like the Power Ranger one, I can do that. But the the wrestling figure—they're so much bigger. So it's like, God, like I'm running up, I'm running out of space up here. I think I need to decorate the shelf for you. This is getting out of here. And then, like, um, also, like, those ringside stands. Like, I don't need them for all my figures, but some do. Like, the ultimate figures, yeah. they have, like, those it almost is It almost makes more sense to put them on all once you start using so many of them. Yeah, but a lot... Maybe yeah. one or two fall through the cracks, but it makes more sense to use them all. It looks better when they're all used. So, I only have a handful used right now. And they're all ultimates because the ultimates they have a hard time standing for whatever reason. Hmm. Some would argue they stand better. So, 
Some do, no, some do. Like the Logan Paul, it stands great. But like my Roman, he can't stand up straight. My one of my my Jay Uso, he can't stand up straight. Um, it's because he's Uzi. <laughs> yeah. So like I don't know. Like those take up some space too. But I'm still working on it, and hopefully I could find a combination that I like. But as far as like current stuff and well, wrestling figures in general, like at this point, I think it might be the same for you. It's kind of like upgrades. Like if, unless it's like not the first time in the line, it's upgrades. So like when I get the when the Bianca Ultimate comes out, the Bianca Elite goes. Yeah. And, and, um, but but I want to figure. Guess what Leah's favorite figure is? Is it a male or female? It's a male. Then night uh ultimate Cody. No. My clothes? No. It's an ultimate though. It's the Logan Paul. No. It's Brett. Because it's pink. It's... Oh. Figure <laughs> that out. So, I would have been guessing forever. Yeah, so that Brett is on the bottom shelf, so she can like run up and grab it. Um so like she's like, it's pink and she'll grab it. Like it like I gave her a Bianca figure, she won't touch it. <laughs> which is strange to me and like my helmet she always goes to my uh to my pink helmet and said that's mine and then she like she'll grab my green one and say this is yours it's so oh, <laughs> i love that i love it me and valentina were quarantined a couple weeks ago and she was running around with my stormtrooper helping her and i was like i'm gonna need a clorox wipe that thing <laughs> yeah for your role play oh <laughs> Are you got anything else uh, for me? Uh, I want to say that's about it. Due to Palmar and everything, I was going to say, is there anything currently that's in the street wild that I guess you are hunting for Mm-mm. Mm-mm. outside of pre-orders? No, I, no, I'm, no, I'm strictly a group guy now, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm all I'm, I'm all set until I think I'm I'm good for the rest of the year probably, unless awesome. like um like of course the the next Legends series is going to hit. Um, because I got rid of the old perfect, so, so I can get the new one. Um, but that's 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 about it. I got stuff on pre-order. Well, to our uh, weekly or our regular pod listeners, we will return back with the Accolade X segment. We had a lot of catching up to do, so we didn't want to bombard you with too much. But in the meantime, after all this figure talk, if you are wanting to scratch that figure itch. Make sure you head over to Ringside Collectibles and use the code MMADNESS to save a whopping 10%. If you use it on Sunday, you do save 11%. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it for the show. I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd. That's X2 Fire from Mickey. We'll see you guys soon. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with this elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle.